The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How is your work life going? Business? Home? Social? How about your health? Could you make some changes? Of course you could, but how and where to start? This is Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. In this program, we'll help you identify and make the changes in your life that need to be made. And by doing so, increase your potential for success. And now, here's your host, Hemda Mizrahi. Welcome to Turn the Page. I'm Hemda Mizrahi. The focus of today's episode is very much related to positive psychology, a field which identifies the strengths that enable people to thrive. When we look at research findings from positive psychology, we find that happiness is a product of contributing to the world, making progress toward your goals, expressing purpose, vitality, and meaning. We hope to support you in your pursuit of these ingredients of happiness today by walking you through the science of personal style. Specifically, we're going to talk about how you can assess which clothing and accessory choices are flattering to you based on factors such as your physical characteristics, aesthetic tastes, and aspirations. Our personal style coach is Alison Hamilton Rowe, who's joining us virtually from the Netherlands. Alison works with clients all over the globe to achieve the transformation that's possible through three key components of personal style, what flatters, what matters, and the dream. We'll talk more about these components shortly, and you'll get a great close sense of Allison's passion and depth during our conversation. Allison, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, and I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you, and I'd love to start things off since you spoke with me about being obsessed with the TV series Scandal, just to give folks a frame of reference for the passion that you bring to your work. I'd love for you to share what you love about the show. Well, honestly, I mean, what is there not to love? We have a powerful Mm -hmm. female character, several of them, but the main character, of course, is is a beautiful African-American woman fully owning herself and her choices. And she's beautifully dressed, as are all the female characters on the show. But each, specifically, with their own mode, I just love to see what everyone is wearing on each show as much as I love the drama and um, the soap opera, you know, fun of it. So it's almost like turning up the volume on our own voices when you're really expressing (laughs) yourself, your essence, your personality, visually. Yes, definitely. And and I'm actually... um, I, I'm actually going to be doing a post soon about um, about the main character and how her um, how her style has changed over the um, the arc of the show and what it shows us uh, mm-hmm. as we you know look at how her character has changed. It's these things just fascinate me, and I find endless joy <laughs> in revealing them to other people. Mm-hmm. And that is interesting, just like when you're watching a movie and you see as the character is evolving and maybe opening up in his or her self-expression, you see changes to how that person looks. The person looks more attractive. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. And more themselves or less themselves. And, and we see this through the marker of clothing, and we can take that and use that power ourselves. Well, I can't wait to step into this experience. So you talked about the three components of personal style and what flatters is the first one. I'd love to hear more about that. It's really where every journey starts. Uh, when, when I work with clients, there's often an anxiety around this piece. And for many of us, it is something that maybe we've taken personally or struggled with. And um, what the, the work that I do has helped me realize uh, for myself and um, my clients realize is that all of these aspects of what make us look our best, are simply data points, and mm-hmm. it's, it's just that simple. Mm. And when you say data points, what do you mean? So there are five elements to what flatters you, um, and they are your body shape, your face shape, your coloring, um, what, uh, what your face features and ratio of space tell us, and your hair type. And, and all of those things are things that we're born with, um, and they can be gifts that can, if you, if you know how to use them, um, help you look and feel beautiful. How would you walk a client through that whole experience of taking a look at body shape, face shape, coloring, um, also the components of the face, and hair? For me, this is the easiest part. Um, I basically just give it to my clients, and I show them exactly how these things work. So we start with the face shape. I have a picture of them. I ask them if they can see it. Some of them can. Some of them can't. But then when we talk about, like, for example, your face shape tells you what kind of earrings you can wear and what kind of necklines and eyeglasses and hairstyle, and and they begin to see um, – often that they already know a lot of these things mm-hmm. and are doing the right things. They just didn't know that they know. And mm-hmm. especially for women, knowing that you know is everything. Mm-hmm. That there's some affirmation in the sense that you have been making choices that really are in alignment with uh, showcasing what nature gave you. Yes. And there's so much anxiety around this for women. You know, for eons, this is how we were valued, by how we look. And this was our currency, and that was pretty much it. And so uh, for many of us, you know, raised on a princess diet, we, we want to make sure that we, we actually are looking our best. Or for, for many others of us, we've decided, you know what, this isn't part of who I am. I'm just going to leave, let that go, and, and I'm not going to participate. And there's this, this worry that, um, that we do or don't know all of these things. And really, it's just so simple as these five mm-hmm. things. And mm-hmm. these five things are the key to everything. Can you give us an example? Let's say someone has an oval-shaped face, which is fairly common, I suppose. And that person is coming to you and saying, hey, here are the glasses that I'm wearing. What do you think? What kinds of options would you suggest to to them? Well, the the oval-shaped face is classically termed the perfect 
face. And, and I always tell my clients, you know, these, these are the recommendations. This is sort of what the canon tells you. And a lot of this comes from, you know, Renaissance art theory and, and ideals of beauty. And, and, and I'm very upfront uh, about this. You know, you can take it or leave it. Um, but the, the oval face in terms of um, eyeglasses, really what, what you want to do is keep things rounded and soft, um, not like uh, John Lennon glasses, but, you know, kind of o- oval across the face, um, maybe a cat eye, but, um, but you want to stay away from harsh angular glasses like like you know your sort of classic um uh architect glasses you know the the long rectangles with a heavy frame and and what i find hamda is that most of the time women know this to be true they've tried them on and but there's always this question in their minds oh but maybe i should try this pair of glasses that's kind of cool and architectural and, you know, maybe I need to um, go outside of my comfort zone when, in fact, what they're naturally drawn to is what's naturally most beautiful for them. Mm-hmm. And once they can trust that, then they can just let go of that anxiety and worry and get into what's really interesting, which is who they are and why they're put on this planet. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so that trust factor, that reinforcement that they can actually trust their own assessment is really very motivating and empowering. It, yes, it is. And, and, and the thing that's interesting to me is, you know, one of my core values is transparency. So like I said, I give this to every single client. This is where we start. I show them exactly how I came up with this and what I was taught at FIT and, you know, how I, how I see this. And, and, and so much of it is is stuff that they already know, but then there's that you know other maybe twenty or thirty percent that they weren't sure about, and nailing that down and understanding it and being able to use this information then is like the icing on the cake, you know it's the bow on the present it's it, it's that polish mm-hmm. what I love hearing in you is how important it is to you to help people succeed, really to help them shine. And it sounds like that's really a core passion that shines through your work. Absolutely. Um, I may not be curing cancer, but I did um, work with a doctor who went in front of Congress after she worked with me and spoke about a, a test for breast cancer that is not part of the standard protocol that needs to be. So I'm very proud of that because she felt confident enough to do that. And part of her confidence came from her work with me. Mm-hmm. Right. So it goes to show that this is actually very deep work, that looking at appearance it, is not something that's superficial. Well, the truth is we all know the power of a first impression. And each and every one of us does it. It's, it's a fight-or-flight response that was honed over eons. We can look at a person, we assign certain adjectives in about eight seconds, and these adjectives stick to our vision and our understanding of who that person is, and they're either reinforced or they're contradicted. So if you have a positive 
and true first impression, then you're already, you know, leagues down the road into a relationship with someone that's based on, on who you really are and, and how, they, how they perceive you as true. If it's incorrect, it takes five to seven true impressions to tweak that first impression to who you really are. Mm. Can you offer us another example of a client you worked with so that we can see this process, the before and after? Yeah, I, I love to talk about um, one of the first clients I worked with. She um, is an amazing person, very smart, articulate, sparkling personality. When she was going for work, um, she was literally dressing for a funeral, everything, head to toe black. And, and this is a mistake that a, that a lot of women make. Black is supposed to be slimming. It's supposed to be flattering for everyone. It's actually not. And it's supposed to be easy. Um, but in reality, the blacks don't always match. The fabrics are different. But these were her reasons for dressing this way. And, um, and so when we started to work together, um, you know, as, as I do, the fir- one of the first things that I gave her was her color palette. And she looked at it, and she, she thought, well, these are beautiful colors, but I'm really afraid of color. And a lot of my clients tell me this, a lot of my readers, this is a, a question that often comes up at my workshops as well. How do you incorporate color into your wardrobe? You know, color scares me. What if I'm not wearing the right one? Well, okay, we knew she was wearing, going to be wearing the right ones because I had already given her her color palette. So we started small. We added it in a shoe, in the tops. You know, we used her black wardrobe as kind of our, our base ground and, and added in color. And over the three years that we were working together building her wardrobe, I saw this transformation in her and how she approached work. If, if you're wondering, you know, why was she dressing for a funeral? Did she hate her job? Mm-hmm. She would talk about it in a very positive way. Um, she's a very positive person, so she would talk about how grateful she was for her job. It was a great company. It was, you know, a huge multinational company, and she had great opportunities. Um, and as she was incorporating color into her wardrobe and showing more of her personality at work and showing up more as herself, over the three years that we worked together, she ended up, when they were restructuring, actually going in and asking to be um, downsized. Mm-hmm. And so what the... What the color allowed her to do and, and using fabric and using pattern and creating a wardrobe that really reflected who she is, it allowed her to realize that this was not the place for her. And, and now she's gone through and made a complete career transformation. And, and the interesting thing is in about midway through our work together, she actually asked me, you know, what is it that you see? For me. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, you know, well, honestly, I see you as a leader. I see you as a really vibrant, passionate person who can transform an organization. I see you in nonprofit. I see you doing work that's truly purposeful. And she was like, wow, you know, I never saw myself at the sea level. And now she's CFO of a nonprofit working to help the formerly incarcerated find their true work 
Mm-hmm. So it sound, sounds like revealing herself then through that process, she had a revelation, literally. And you yeah. also have a chance to gain a really in-depth look into an individual by going through this experience with them. It's a privilege. And of course, I'm not going to say that, you know, that I made this happen. Um, she's talented. She's, you know, got a wonderful skill set, a great education and hardworking and amazing person herself. What I will take uh, credit for is starting the unfolding and the blossoming of, of and, and encouraging her to allow her true personality to come to the fore and literally showing the world who she is. Mm. We're going to go to a quick commercial. I love what you're saying. When we return, we're going to talk about what you're leading into, Allison, the second component of personal style, what matters. We'll be back in two. Imagine you hired a designer to redo your kitchen. Working with an expert to meet your needs was such a high. You're enjoying the new feature so much that you're waking up early to write the book that's been in your head for five years. The raised Caesar stone countertop and cushioned back stool are your writer's desk. With this comes the realization that all of the rooms in your home need to be redone to match the level of your kitchen. This scenario demonstrates my approach to executive and lifestyle coaching. It involves understanding what compatibility means to you at different times in relationships, career, nutrition, and other quality of life areas. It's also about elevating your game personally and professionally. Given my multidisciplinary expertise, we can address a range of needs that are critical to your fulfillment and success. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, Managing Director of Life and Career Choices, a global executive coaching and concierge practice. Learn more about my services and contact me through lifeandcareerchoices.com. Today, enterprise technology is both strategic and global. Each week on CIO Talk Radio, IT thought leaders from around the world share their experiences with listeners as they discuss with Sunjog All how they are trimming costs and partnering with business to innovate and help IT become more competitive. This means better care for customers and improves the corporate bottom line. If you want to keep up with IT thought leadership, listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjog All every Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel, the bottom line in business talk. You are listening to Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. Got a question or comment for the show today? Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to hosthemda at gmail.com. Now, back to Turn the Page. We're back. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, speaking with global personal style coach Allison Hamilton-Rowe. We talked about the science of determining what flatters you when it comes to clothing and accessories. We're going to launch into the second component of personal style, what matters. Uh, the thing that, that really fascinates me about this work is really getting into the meat of who a person is. 
I think I've read everything written on this topic, and no one talks about how you create personal style. They'll talk about who has it, um, how they learned it, um, what, you know, their inspiration might have been. But fundamentally, there's there doesn't seem to be a process out there. So I, cr- I created my own, and I looked at um, how it was that I created my own personal style and also looked at um, design thinking to see kind of how can we get to a vision of who a person wants to be and how they want to convey themselves to the world. So really the 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 middle part of my formula is is deep into what matters to you. When you say what matters to you, tell us a little bit more about that. So when, when you do any kind of personal branding work, probably the first place you're going to start is with your core values. So, um, so I decided that that would be a good place to start for personal style. And there are ways to translate that into color and style language. Jean Cocteau says style is a simple way of saying complicated things. So when I talked about that first impression, we are able to read the way people put themselves together, and it and it has to do with how you're standing and, and how you're presenting yourself and how you're speaking as well. But the clothing really has so much information that we understand subconsciously. So what I'm able to do for my clients is help them mine that mm-hmm. as a treasure trove of of information that they can convey to the world using their core values. So we, um, we come up with what I call their style words, and then we create their color story. And we also look at their personal aesthetic to kind of muddle this all together, bring it together, and then out of that create a coherent signature style. So it would, I could see in this process that people would have really, like you gave in the first example, revelations. They might see things that were always there, but somehow it didn't click in the same way as, it's, as it is clicking when they're going through this very concrete process. And so yep. essentially you're talking about revealing what is true for a person. And once you reveal that truth, I would think there's a lot of momentum really to live that. Absolutely true, and I, I love that you put it that way. I was thinking as you were talking about one of my clients who, when we did her color story, she said, you know, when I think about my wardrobe, those are actually all the colors that are in my wardrobe, and I have a couple outliers, which I never wear, and I've never understood why they didn't, you know, look right or feel right to me, and now I do. Because color has meaning. Mm-hmm. Right. When you start to learn about the meaning of different colors, it clicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're, you're and, essentially and, then defining the messages that you're communicating to people. Absolutely. And, and how amazing is that to have power over that message? I mean, think about how many hurdles you can jump 
by being able to do that. You talked about style words. Would you offer some examples of style words? This is this is what I what I'm saying when when I talk about the core values. So, for example, my style words are compassion and fun and uh, modernity. So the translation for that in terms of color is pink, pink, and black. And, um, and pink and black is a very elegant combination. So I knew that I, I wanted to have maybe three to five colors that I would create my wardrobe out of. So then I thought about, okay, what's important to me in my work? Well, it's all about fresh starts, about starting again. So, so, and, and I've always been drawn to cream. So that made sense to me, meant pink and black and cream, beautiful. Mm-hmm. There are also ways to translate this into style language. So there's cut, there's fabrication, there's texture. So when you think about something like compassion, it can be really it's about being soft and, and approachable and loving. So what fabrics come to mind when you think about that? Well, there's cashmere or silk. And in terms of pattern, you know, it could be as, as simple as a heart or a circle. Um, and so you begin to, to realize that there are ways, without being cute, of elegantly communicating what's important to you. Mm-hmm. So essentially your style of words are capturing your core values, what's important to you, and you're mm-hmm. translating those words, those values, in part through your color story the colors that you Mm -hmm. choose, and then the styles Mm -hmm. that you're choosing and patterns, etc. Yes. So, for example, if you're coming across, and this is a a common complaint, and and unfortunately, um, it is, you know, something that's a real issue, especially for women at, at the higher echelons of business. So if you're coming across as very driven, and um, yes, smart, but also um, a bit intense, um, if you're wearing black most of the time, that is the color meaning for black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you are driven and intense, but you also have other facets that you want to bring to the fore now that you're you know, at the director or VP level, you're comfortable, you know you're competent, and you don't have to prove that anymore, but you have, for example, uh, a kindness or ability to understand or put yourself in other people's shoes or whatever it is that's, that makes you really special beyond your competency, then you can start to experiment with other colors and other patterns that, that convey that truth about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you want to really bring an expression of your fuller self into the picture and that can really have a transformative impact on your interactions and how people perceive you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and we talked about um, uh, mentioning something, because I, I talk a lot about women, and this is, this is a big issue for women, but when I start talking, men prick up their ears, because, um, you know, everyone is looking for a competitive edge, a way to convey their individual talent and skill. So um, I want to tell you about the work that I did with my husband um, when we first uh, moved here to the Netherlands from New York. Um, he 
is he goes out a lot. He speaks with clients a lot. And so he was working all over Europe, and he was really looking for a way to make a positive impression that kind of um, pushes away the sort of un- unfortunate, ugly American, you know, assumption that a lot of people make um, uh, and, and present himself as um, a cultured um, person who is there to help. So... Um, we put together a look for him that really um, it, the the suits were crisp, you know the um, the shirts. Um, we used a lot of um, wide uh, check pattern, so um, because he's got a, a big um, expressive face and a strong jaw with a little dimple, and so I wanted to play up um, this. Uh, this sense of um, clarity and openness, um, and but also precision, and and instead of using black, we used navy and gray to convey his trustworthiness and his intelligence. But we used a heathered pattern to to also to speak to his ability to understand nuance. Uh, uh, you know, again, I'm not going to take credit for all his success, but mm-hmm. he's doing very well. Mm. Uh, so it sounds like you really were able to convey those messages in a way that was very complementary with his features. So you're, you're, yes. you really demonstrated that integration of looking at what are the messages you want to convey, the character traits aligned with really adjusting it to a person's coloring and, you know, the angularity of the face and other characteristics. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's one of the things that's been happening to him over the past couple of years is he's becoming more and more of a silver fox. And, um, and it's been fun to, to play with color that plays up his, you know, beautiful head of hair. Mm. It's a really beautiful point that you're bringing up about change mm. and how this type of approach that you're talking about really is so accommodating to change in that it helps you to embrace uh, whatever it is that you're going through naturally over time and be able to showcase it and feel good about it. And then also you offered the example of the executive who was very intense wearing black. And Mm. what, what I thought about was in some cases, let's say if this executive got feedback that it was important for her to come across as being more approachable and accessible, that people might be intimidated by her and Mm -hmm. maybe weren't disclosing enough to her or coming to her when there were problems. I would think that in this situation, that actually making some adjustments to her colors and other choices around her clothing and accessories to communicate those messages of accessibility and approachability would make a difference. So let's say even though she maybe she needs to work on that herself and it's not going to happen overnight that she's all of a sudden going to come across that way, but if you're demonstrating it physically, people are getting those messages and they, they could be responding to you differently even before you really transform how you're approaching your work life. You know, it's so interesting that you say that. It, it brings to mind the, the physician I was talking about. Um, she uh, was in a very male-dominated workplace. And, um, and when I asked her, 
you know, we looked at her wardrobe, and she also had a lot of black because for her it was practical. She was doing biopsies. There was blood involved. You know, she didn't want to have precious fabrics that would stain easily or were hard to replace. So she stuck with cotton. It was black, you know, very sturdy and easily washable. And then I asked her, what kind of an impression do you want to be giving to your patients? How do you want them to feel when you walk in the room? And she said, well, you know, they're there to be tested for cancer. This is an incredibly sensitive moment in their lives, and I want them to be able to ask questions and feel like they can trust me. Mm-hmm. And this is a woman who is obviously incredibly confident and, and you know, skilled and uh, was a partner, you know, in, in her practice. And so... We looked at her wardrobe, and I said, well, you know, with the black and the cotton, the practicality of that, I cannot deny. But when you're coming in in your white coat and your black shirt underneath, there's a very stark contrast. It's very, I mean, it's black and white, right? Mm-hmm. There's no nuance there. There's no approachability. And... So we started to look at softer colors. Tan is, is approachable, pink. Um, and, and we looked at patterning that might still hide the, the blood stain, but would give her that first impression of being someone that they could ask questions of. Mm-hmm. And anecdotally, what she told me, her feedback, was that her relationship with her patients changed. Mm. So it wasn't actually that there was anything that was something she needed to work on. It Mm. was just how she was coming across. She herself is approachable, very kind and and wonderful person. Mm -hmm. But in that first impression, she was coming across as intense, doctor, scary, you know, and they're already scared. Mm. So the the key point sounds like in the striking illustration is that we need to make sure that and essentially we get credit for what we where we already are. That it's not yeah. necessarily a behavior change; it's sometimes an yeah. appearance change that we need. We're going to go to a quick commercial. When we come back, we'll talk about the third component of personal style: the dream. Stay with us to learn more about how you can make your aspirations a reality. Imagine you hired a designer to redo your kitchen. Working with an expert to meet your needs was such a high. You're enjoying the new feature so much that you're waking up early to write the book that's been in your head for five years. The raised Caesar stone countertop and cushioned back stool are your writer's desk. With this comes the realization that all of the rooms in your home need to be redone to match the level of your kitchen. This scenario demonstrates my approach to executive and lifestyle coaching. It involves understanding what compatibility means to you at different times in relationships, career, nutrition, and other quality of life areas. 
It's also about elevating your game personally and professionally. Given my multidisciplinary expertise, we can address a range of needs that are critical to your fulfillment and success. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, Managing Director of Life and Career Choices, a global executive coaching and concierge practice. Learn more about my services and contact me through lifeandcareerchoices.com. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. You are listening to Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. Got a question or comment for the show today? Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to hosthemda at gmail.com. Now, back to Turn the Page. Welcome back. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, joined virtually by personal style coach Allison Hamilton-Rowe. We talked about translating your personal aesthetic and other aspects of who you are in expressing your personal style. We're going to wrap up with the third key component of personal style, the dream. Allison, tell us more about that. Style is fundamentally an aspirational thing. It um, is something that not only tells people who you are, but it also is about who you want to be. So... When you get up in the morning, if you're not feeling, you know, entirely um, fantastic, you can put on something that helps you feel better. And I I love talking about the dream with my clients and, and talking about the power of personal style to propel your dreams because you can convey who you are right now. And coming up to date with who you are right now helps you to then step into who you want to be. Let me talk about that a little bit more because um, I heard this fascinating thing about our self-perception. So most of us have a self-image that is three to five years out of date. Mm -hmm. So when we think of ourselves, we think of the things that we were good at or succeeded at three to five years ago. So if you imagine if you can bring your actual presentation of who you are up to date, Mm -hmm. then necessarily you're fast-forwarding into the future. Mm. It's amazing that you say that. That's exactly the approach that I take with career coaching, that you you have to sometimes reflect back to people what you see in them because we we oftentimes are just not noticing how we're evolving since it seems to us that it's painstaking and taking a long time to really make progress and generate improvements. I um I I love to think about the dream as um like the like the Eiffel Tower, you know, which is literally a radio tower. And when it was put up, um the people of Paris hated it. And they thought Eiffel was, you know, a monster. And, you know, I mean, as, as it was going up, it, it, it had to be so wide. It was 
geometrically perfect, mathematically perfect, in, in, in order to support the, the tower. It had to have this wide base, and, and the lattice structure was built so that it could sway in the wind and be flexible. And that's kind of how we are as people, right? We're building, and whatever pieces uh, we've put together, they're necessarily um, there, and they're, they're part of who we are. So as we're building this tower, you know, once you see it in its entirety, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and it has then become this symbol of Paris. And it literally called in all these artists and writers, and that's how we think of Paris now as the center of creativity. And it changed the city. And I Style can be our Eiffel Tower. I could see also how clothing and accessories are that visible reminder of who we are. If you're really choosing them to reflect who you are, and there are moments where we might feel more out of touch with ourselves or having a lot of self-doubt, that mm-hmm. having, those, having those visual reminders and wearing them can be really affirming. Absolutely. And, you know, it used to be that people would wear things that were um, talismanic. They were tokens of the things that were important to them. And we still do this today. You know, you'll see people walking around with, um, with a necklace of their particular religion or um, certainly in, you know, an engagement ring or a wedding ring, um, the kinds of symbology that we use um, in these important pieces, especially with accessories. And we can use each and every piece of clothing this way. So if you know then the color meaning and you're mm-hmm. saying to yourself, you know, like, like I have, you know, I want to be sure to bring my compassion to each and every interaction with my clients. So I'm going to put on this pink cashmere sweater that is soft and welcoming and delicious and I feel wonderful in it. But it is also a visual reminder to myself of who I want to be. Mm, it also seems like a support. And mm-hmm. it brings to mind this image that, let's say, as an example, once you know, you're in the hallway of your apartment building with your cat and you want to encourage the cat to come indoors and to walk, maybe the cat's a little bit timid, you'll go in front of the cat and, and bend down you know, so the cat can see you on closer eye level and just be encouraging and, you know, come here, I'm with you, you're safe, mm-hmm. this is the direction we need to go, that mm-hmm. we need those supports oftentimes, those encouraging supports, and it's something that you can have as a constant through your wardrobe, through your choices. Yes. Did you know that 40% of your happiness has to do with your self-image? I mean, imagine 40%... If your self-image is holistic and clear and coherent with the best parts of yourself, then you've got 40% of your happiness done, taken Mm -hmm. care of. And that's the reason that I made the comparison with positive psychology. And as I was Mm -hmm. looking at the happiness inventory that positive psychology offers, it's a questionnaire that you can take. So many of those dimensions really did reflect the content of our conversation today. That's so cool. I love that. So what what are some other aspects of the dream that you walk people through that you think might be important to share? 
Well, you know, it can really go from the mundane to the uh, fabulous. I mean, if, for example, your dream is to be CEO and you're um, at home, you know, with your kids and your reality is jeans and sneakers and T-shirts every day because you're at the playground, you know, um, if, if it really is your dream to be CEO, then, then we can start to think about ways in which you can incorporate that into your life. So maybe you need to be putting on your suit and going to networking events every week. You know, uh, on the flip side, I have uh, a couple of clients last year whose dream, believe it or not, was for their mornings to be easier. This was their dream. They're mm-hmm. mothers of young children with highly uh, successful careers, and both of them were moving house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. They want their morning to be easier. So they took this work on with me, and they knew it was too much for them. They knew it was more, really, than they could handle, but it was their little gift to themselves. Mm-hmm. And. Both of them kind of chuckled and sheepishly said, you know, this really, like, I'm happy in my career. I love my husband. My kids are great. I just, you know, I just want everything to be a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. And by aligning their style with who they are, by clearing out anything that wasn't truly them, that didn't support them, like you said, that didn't flatter them, by creating looks helping them understand how to style their looks, putting them together, creating style maps that they can literally just look at in the morning and in five minutes their dress polished, done. It was a wonderful gift that they gave themselves. Mm. And it seems like that really defines dressing for success. It's really Mm -hmm. dressing for the life that you value, dressing for the life that you aspire to, as you've been saying. Yes the life you want to lead. Mm -hmm. What about the day-to-day fluctuations that occur? Let's say I wake up today and somehow I feel like I want to wear red. Red reflects my (laughs) mood today where I'm at. So even though it may not be one of the colors, let's say that we've arrived at in our assessment based on my core values and my goals and other aspects of, of the style approach, what would you say about that? I think this is a really interesting piece, and it goes back to what you were talking about, about the evolution of who we are. There are reasons that colors call to us, and and it has to do with manifesting something new. So anytime, you know, you have fear um, or there's a change in your life, it's, it, it's, it's something is happening. Um, and so even though your color story may have been entirely different and not included red at all. If red is calling to you, I would invite you to explore that. Red is about energy. It's about passion. Um, And it's a very strong color. A lot of people say that you should wear red if you want to be confident that it's a power color. But the science actually tells us that when... um, when people look at someone dressed in red, especially a woman, they're thinking about sex. So mm-hmm. if, you, if you go to put on your power suit and it's red, maybe mm-hmm. not the right message, but this is an incredibly important part of life. So 
what is it about red that is calling to you? Where do you want that to exist in your life? And once you understand the power of color and how you can use it, and this is, this is the thing that, that I love about this formula, is that it sets people up with the skills to then go forward and make that decision themselves so they own their personal style. So, so something that you're drawn to is not necessarily something that you might decide to wear to work once you understand a little bit more the science around it. Yeah. And, and you can easily, you know, if you are getting up in the morning and saying, I really want to wear red, you can easily Google the color meaning of red, and then you can start to think about, okay, what is it that I want to introduce into my life? You know, do I need to fuel my passion for something? What is that? And, and then it becomes an intellectual and creative and intuitive journey of self-exploration. Just mm-hmm. from, I woke up in the morning and I kind of want to wear red today. Mm. It almost sounds like something that I read about when women have cravings during pregnancy. Let's say someone craves the stereotypical pickle. That mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that they want the pickle, but maybe they need more salt in their diet and they're craving the salt. We talked a lot about career. Is there an example that you can give related to personal life and lifestyle? Sometimes people are in a place where they want to make some changes in their lifestyle and they want to reflect that in their, their choice of, of clothing and accessories. Absolutely. I actually had a client last year who um, is uh, very successful in her career. She's high up in a multinational corporation, and she came to me um, and said, you know, I, I pretty much got my career wardrobe on lock. I'm good. But what I struggle with is my personal life. And, um, and you know, not for nothing, but my husband would like me to dress like the the successful woman I am now, not the college kid he met, you know, 15 years ago, because Mm -hmm. she was wearing, you know, her Patagonia ring coats and her Mm -hmm. jeans and sneakers. And she's a very athletic person. um, Mm -hmm. But that wasn't the totality of who she is. She's now a mother. And she's an expat. And, you know, she's got a lot of facets to her that weren't coming through in her weekend wardrobe. So we took a look at her color story in terms of her core values as a parent and as a wife. And we took a look at what she had and how she wanted to be. And we looked at street style photos. And, you know, I mean, it's just like when you're learning to paint, you have to sort of copy the masters, you know, and it's totally fine to, um, to imitate as you learn. And so we created a look for her weekend that um, was consistent with who she wanted to be as a wife and a mother and a person. And one of the things that she had pinned to her uh, personal style board, which is, is a tool that I use to help clients uncover their own aesthetic, because many of the people that I work with are not visual people, and they, they don't really know what it is that they like, even though they actually do know what it is that they like, um, was a picture of a family skiing. And you know how they say where you put your focus is, is what grows in your life? Mm-hmm. So I was so happy to see a couple months later this beautiful photograph of her at Chamonix, which is this fabulous French uh, ski resort, with her family relaxing, looking gorgeous, 
in her ski clothes, mm-hmm. um, you know, that were in her color story. And I thought, you know, that's just wonderful because, look, the, the, that really worked for her. And, you know, here she is on a family vacation, skiing, doing what she loves, and feeling completely, you could just tell, she felt completely and utterly at ease. Mm. So sometimes the personal life is the area that we need to focus more attention on. And like you Absolutely. said, there could, there could be anxiety yeah. in making choices, and it's not just when it comes to what to wear for our career. What to wear personally sometimes can generate some anxiety as well. I think it's the, what I notice is it's the area that most people leave behind. They, they feel okay about investing in their career wardrobe, and their career wardrobe is usually um, quite lovely. You know, whether it's the right colors or not, and, and we talked about that with my other client, but the personal wardrobe is the one that gets left behind. It's like, oh, I can't wear this for work, so I'll wear it on the weekend. And when you think about it, this is the time that you're spending with the people that you cherish the most. You know, mm-hmm. don't you want to show up as the best version of you? Don't you want to feel really, really good in that situation? Right, especially if we're all working on that balance. When you have kids, it can Mm. feel like you're never doing enough for your kids. And there's always that tension between doing enough for them, doing something for yourself. Some women I know feel very guilty when they focus attention on themselves, when they're thinking they could have been doing something else for their child. So it seems that that really helps that boost. You know, when you think about what makes you feel good, what makes you feel at your best, that really taking care of yourself offers an excellent example also to your family. It does. I think, you know, I mean, every, everyone struggles with this as they incorporate family into their lives. And I, I know I certainly have. And, you know, for me, I have an entirely separate work and mommy wardrobe you know, and, and the, the wardrobe that I have as mommy is all about wanting my children to feel that, that they can trust me and that they can come to me with their questions and that I've got their back. And it's soft and it's comfortable and it's, you know, a little flowy and it's very different. Um, and there's, you know, it's absolutely a uniform and I, and I, it's easy. Um, it's very different from how I show up at a networking event or at a speaking engagement or with my clients. Thank you, Allison. This has been such an encouraging and uplifting walkthrough of personal style. It's my pleasure. So it goes to show that stepping into your wardrobe can be a great way to discover transformation. And the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe is not just make-believe. <laughs> Al- Allison is offering an invitation to share even more with you through a six-month program using her formula to help you discover, create, and action your personal style. Wherever in the world you are, you can get more information and book a a free 30-minute session with Allison through the Work With Me page on her website, dailyoutfit.com. That's D-A-I-L-Y-O-U-T-F-I-T.com. I also have an invitation for you. If you have unanswered questions related to this episode, please feel welcome to email them to me at hosthemda at gmail.com. I'll include responses and posts that you can access by following me on Twitter at Hemda Mizrahi. 
You can also stay connected to the show off the air by liking us on Facebook at Turn the Page Radio. Until next week, remember to make the grass greener where you are. I'm Hemda Mizrahi with Turn the Page. Thank you for tuning in to our program. Turn the Page can be heard live every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week's show, enjoy your weekend and make one change in your life before then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.